What's up, everyone? I'm Johnny. And I'm Elliot. And welcome to the Sport Mind Avenue podcast, the intersection of all things currently happening in sports and the psychological impacts it can have on athletes in the community. And if you want to learn more about how to improve your mental understanding of sports, or you just wish to view more podcasts like this one, then go check out mind-designsports.org and get your head in the game. Welcome back to the Sport Mind Avenue podcast, the intersection of all things currently happening in sports and the mental impacts it can have on athletes in the community. On today's episode, we're celebrating a Bucks win. Uh, we're talking about Verdugo getting smoked by a baseball. Uh, we got the expansion. We're not celebrating, but kind of. We got an expansion draft tonight for my favorite NHL team, the Seattle Kraken. So we'll break that down. And then, of course, we got a Ben's breakdown, but no draft today because we have to go straight from here to go watch the draft to get all of our info done for that. But how are we doing today, boys? Uh, good as always. Just chilling at the beach all day. Getting some. My, my family is actually at the beach today. Yeah. Getting a tan. Uh, love it, love it. Yeah. Um, so wow guys. What let's how get about straight those, into it. <laughs> how about let's those bucks, baby? How about those bucks? I was wrong. I was wrong from the start. I can't believe I Chuck Murphy called it. He called it. I clown yeah. what it was like three episodes, four episodes ago. I was like, Can you believe what Chuck Barkley said? He said the Bucks are gonna win it all. And now look at him, he's right. <laughs> I mean, $10, I mean, guys, going into the – I already got to go into the – we'll talk about the Suns one. But, guys, will Giannis be a top-10 player of all time? Yes, I think he will be. when it it's all said and done, he's, he's definitely going to win more. Team. What's that? He's definitely going to win at yeah. least one more ring. But I think, I'm, I'm I think banking on him getting three. I don't, I, think, do I don't think he'll do it with the Bucks again, though. What really? Do, with the Bucks oh. this year was crazy. When everyone thought he was going to be in Miami last year, thought he was going to be traded or just move cities. And he said, no, like, I'm going to do it with the Bucks. I'm going to build this team up from the ground. And he did it. Like, he won this. Like, good for him. Uh, good for Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday. Pete, oh, my gosh. You, you saw in the first, like, two minutes of the game when P.J. Tucker got put in a crisscross applesauce. <laughs> he literally fell on his bottom. I was dying. But anyway, none of those players are all stars. Like coming out of the gate, none of them are, you know, Steph Curry's or um, Damian Lillard's or any of the LeBron's. You just have Giannis. You don't have any of those. You have Giannis. Giannis Giannis is a megastar, guys. He's a legend. The guy carried a team. Giannis is a top two player. Like he's a top two player in basketball right now. Chris Middleton is a bona fide star. He's the best player in basketball. He's proven to me that he is the best player in basketball. I don't know about that. I think KD. I still think it's KD. But KD didn't. Hey, listen, when KD was 26, he failed to do what Giannis was able to do. Right. But that's that's not the point. The point I'm making is I think KD's better because he has a more developed jumper than Giannis. And until Giannis finishes developing the three, it's not. He yes. Giannis, was able to do it, but Giannis was able, like, yeah, Katie can pull up a three here and there, and he he is a better, way better shooter. But Giannis last night it proved to me that he could take it inside. Who, no one, no one can stop him, guys. 
He Nobody saw it never had to prove that. Then. He already proved that to everyone that he could yeah. go inside and drive on them. The he, fact is, is if you get inside, draw the foul, maybe maybe convert and one, but he wouldn't make his free throws. And That's he did. A huge problem. If he can get his free throw percentage from uh, under sixty percent to seventy percent at least, that ups him up so much. And if he can get his three point down, he's he's a legend. Yeah, I mean, you you saw it last night, though, Elliot. Like, you saw the difference between the early games and yesterday. He learned how to hit the free throws. He missed, like, two. Yeah. And he was draining he big threes in the fourth quarter to secure right. the game. Like, he was doing what we all wanted to see. I just need him to be more consistent on the latter two of the free throw and the three-point shot. Once he's consistent with that, it's a done deal. He's the best player in the NBA. Also, he he does this move where he'll uh, post up either straight to the left or the right of the basket and do a little stutter move and pull around and shoot the jump shot. And he hits maybe like 40% of those shots, but yeah. his move. And if he can convert that move, that's like Katie's pull-up jump shot where he just dribbles up into you and then steps back and uh, splashes it in your face. If he can complete that move, he will be amazing. Yeah, let's let's flip this around, though, because, yeah, it's cool that Giannis won, but at the same time, the Suns blew a 2-0 lead and just straight up collapsed in the fourth quarter yesterday. So what happened there? I think um, it was all it was all because of the Suns in four thing. You know, it, it was like they're blasting in their face, Suns in four, Suns in four. Karma came back and said, all right, Bucks and four Bucks, four games done. That's it. Yeah, I mean, listen. I think the Suns got really cocky, and the fan base, at least. I, I really do think uh, what had really happened, Elliot. You're just talking about and like about like just pop culture, idiot, idiotic Suns fans who don't know. Have, let's be honest. Did you, as a Suns fan, did you even watch a basketball game last year? No, you didn't, because they weren't good. So a bunch of fans uh, that weren't used to winning got cocky. Uh-oh. While Ben's loading, I'll tell a story. Uh, Let's go into the real game here. Hello? You holiday, shut down Devin Booker. He missed them. So that's all I'm saying. Yeah, Devin Booker and was shut down by Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday did a great job of defending him. Devin and CP3 and CP3. Shots. He made, what, four points in the first half of last game? I mean, let's talk about the, DA. The second also thing is dis- Giannis. Yeah, Giannis got. Yeah, Giannis got. Yeah, no, sorry. Giannis got. He Giannis down low was destroying DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton, the whole entire playoffs going into it, was dominant. And then once he, once Giannis kind of game three, game four got really healthy on both sides of the ball, started sprinting up and down the court like he was like a god. Then DeAndre Aiden couldn't do anything against him. DA I mean, I, those are the two up. biggest things. I think DA Dang. couldn't keep up, and I'm telling you, Drew Holiday, either whether it was Chris Paul or, or whether it was Devin Booker, um, Cameron Johnson, uh, it it didn't matter. I mean, they were they were shut down when Holiday was on you. So and if yeah, Booker had a couple of it. Go ahead. I'm I'm my computer's the, the lagging Suns, a little. The Suns, Sorry. yeah, yeah. <laughs> The Suns, me too. 
the Suns didn't have a good game plan going in. They the, here's the thing: if you watched the game last night, the Suns had it going for a bit. They did this pick and roll with Chris Paul, and they weren't missing a shot. And then they started getting, and then the Suns at, at the end of the game started stop doing that. I mean, it was like they kind of they kept trying to hug up threes, and they weren't taking good shots. I will say, I mean, Booker missed a couple of shots that he should. Yeah, I mean, Devin Booker missed a couple. I mean, I just think also the box just got hot. Giannis is just Giannis last night. I mean, we saw it in, in both the end of game five, game four, and game six. The box just got hot at the end. Like you said, Elliot, karma hit the Suns as well. And Giannis took over. No offense to Chris Paul. I was trained for Chris Paul more than anyone on that court. But Chris Paul was not able to go into takeover mode. No. Giannis Antetokounmpo went into takeover mode. The man scored 50 and 14 rebounds last night. He was averaging almost like 40 points a game in every NBA final game. All I'm saying is that is just incredible. And he doesn't even shoot a three yet. Uh, yet, I'm saying yet. That's why I think he is the best player in the league right now. You can't argue with me. Yeah, Kevin Durant is amazing. But Giannis was able to win a championship at 26. Well, KD, with a, with more talent around him in OKC, with Westbrook and Ibaka, we're not able to win. A, he wasn't able to win one at the age of 26. He had to leave and go join Steph. Giannis didn't have to do that. Just saying. Well, yeah, Giannis, I, I don't think it's attitude. as big of a gap, Ben, because I think I'm going to list it as like 1A, 1B. Like that's the difference between KD and Giannis. Like it's not as big as like Different. I'm trying – like it sounds like it. I'm saying it is. Like he just needs to work on consistency in two aspects of his game – Every literally every other aspect is perfect. He he's just incredible. needs to fix and his defending two is things, incredible. and then he's good. But what I want to ask you guys is: let's if you're in the Suns front office, what are you doing this off season to fix it? Yeah, right away. Chris Paul I already looked at Chris Paul rumors today. Chris Paul to the Lakers. Chris Paul is Chris Paul going to leave Phoenix? Let's just let's just go. I don't know. Let's take it back and look. I think Phoenix is going to leave Chris Paul. That's that's a good point. You Chris think Paul they're gonna let Chris Paul walk away from him? I'm, I'm actually gonna get this on my phone right now. Do you guys really think that Chris Paul is gonna be Phoenix is gonna let Chris Paul walk? You guys think that? I can see it. I mean, that's, they want to build over Devin Booker, not Chris Paul anymore. Because ESP, ESPN said right here that Chris Paul is not considering retirement. It's already a Lakers once Chris Paul Lakers interest. See Lakers, 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 guys. We already got Lakers interested in Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul. So, so Chris where does Dame go? Miami. He's not going to the Lakers, guys. Dame's He's coming. going to Miami. That's what Miami we said. Or Boston. <laughs> or Philly, we said right? Maybe Philly. Year. Maybe, guys, Philadelphia is a dark horse for Dame. Who, Philly? Yep. Ben Simmons has been interested in Port- Portland. Ben interested Simmons in is out of there. If Dame goes to Philly, dude, they're going to win rings for like three years. I can see it. Yeah. They're they're deep. They're young. They're athletic. They can shoot the ball. It's nuts. I mean, but, guys, where, guys, going back to Chris Paul, though, where is Chris Paul going next this year? Is he going to – guys, what if the Celtics signed him, Elliot? <laughs> no way. That, I you mean, that's know. a mistake for you guys, honestly. I don't want Chris Paul. No, you don't. No offense to you, Chris Paul. I love your State Farm commercials, but I don't want you on my basketball. Why, though? Why? We don't need him. Yeah, I, you can develop around someone else. You don't need Chris Paul. Chris Paul yeah. is a veteran. He's old. He's someone that 
comes over and like helps you out a little bit. He's going to be a bench player in the next year or two. He's not I don't know about be, that, but what? he's either going to be a, a bench te- a bench player on a good team. Well, or he's gonna, You're going really far now. Could Chris Paul just for, took a tons of the like, finals. Chris Paul dropped like 24 last night. I don't know what you're talking about, Elliot. Player. What are you he's talking about? He's going to be like the starting, the starting point guard for like the Timberwolves or something, or the Wizards. He's I not think. going to the Timberwolves. I think, if anything, Chris Paul's going to go to a good team. like the Chris Lakers Paul's going to be the starting point guard on whatever team he plays on, and that's period. End of story. There's no other like yeah, scenario here. I don't about? know what you're coming up with or who you think Chris Paul is, but you are wrong. <laughs> I'm telling you straight up. You are wrong. <laughs> I mean, guys, but the thing is, if the Suns win the title this year, Chris Paul definitely go back to Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Is Chris Paul leaving the Suns now? Because it's saying, will Chris Paul run it back with Phoenix? I don't know, actually. I think Chris Paul is going to stay in Phoenix. Russell Westbrook could end up with the Lakers. I agree with Westbrook's that. in a bad situation in Washington. Yeah. So it would make more sense for him to go to the Lakers versus Chris Paul right now. So yeah, I mean, the- that's how I see it. What's Dame's salary? What are the three salary comparisons? Dame Westbrook. Dame's got the super max. Chris Paul is pretty well paid. And I think Russ has a super max as well, if I'm not mistaken. But I, I don't know off the top of my head. We can look that up if someone wants to. But I want to touch on arguably Giannis's most impressive stat. Um, he devoured 50 make. 50 nuggets this morning. I don't know if you guys saw that, yeah. but that was way more impressive than anything he did on the court yesterday. Yeah. So <laughs> that was, that was sick. <laughs> I've been lucky enough to do 20. I've never, I don't think I've ever had more than 20 nuggets in a night. Yeah. No, but I did, it's I did a 40 <laughs> once in my prime. I did a 40 nugget and that was the most misery I've ever been in. So I don't recommend it, but Giannis is also seven feet tall and he can afford to do that. You know what's even crazier stat is that all three of the Anatokounmpo and like um, um, I'm the Koopa. Try again. Anatokounmpo brothers <laughs> have rings. They all yeah. have. They're a winning family, man. It's cool. That's crazy. Actually, Elliot, yeah, I think me saying Luka Doncic. Only one of them put up real points. Good donage. See, I was saying donage. Wasn't I saying? Was I saying donage or donage? I think you're saying donage. <laughs> donage, right? Yeah. See, donage, and I got it wrong. So don't worry about it. It's okay. We aren't really literate on this podcast. That's not what we're here for. We're here to right talk about sports. So, <laughs> and psychology. So yeah, we're not very good at reading hard words. So do you think we could do a gonna- spelling bee one day? That'd be fun. Yeah, we imagine. <laughs> we crazy. Not a single like, word gets spelled correctly. <laughs> <laughs> that would be brutal. All right, let's move on to the next topic of the day. Wait, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. What's up? So now the season's over. Before we go into uh, off-season tradings and all that, who do you think's winning next year? I gotta go with the. You can't tell. I, don't I mean, care. you gotta wait till the FC off season. So, um, I gotta go with. 
I would always love to see this. I, I, the, Celt- the, Celt- the Celtics are not winning this year. Um, this upcoming year, I think it's gonna. I think I think if Chris Paul goes back to Phoenix, the Phoenix still has a chance. The Lakers will be back. Uh, I think if they get Westbrook, I don't think um, the Suns will have another chance to win a title in like five years. Look into my eyes, gentlemen. No, it's not Miami. Damian Lillard will lead the Miami Heat to a title this next season. You heard it here oh, first, and it's gonna happen. How about, Thank how you. about this? How, how about how about the Bucks repeat? Heat already had their time to sign in the yeah. bubble. I mean, your Celtics signed back in the 18th century, so you know it's tough for you, but Celtics are win the title, bro. These years, bro, get over it. Not before the Heat well, do. I think Philly. Philly's no. Get they get lowered. If anyone anyone that gets lowered is, is going to win the title, I guess. If it's Miami Lord, if it's That's fair, I agree. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The Warriors might come out of the gate. I don't think so. And, I and get to the semi conference. Warriors not winning next year. Yeah, bro. They're Warriors. gonna they're gonna be balling, man. <laughs> they're gonna be so nasty. <laughs> so good. All right, let's let's actually go to topic two now so that we can make the draft on time. We have Alex Verdugo getting smoked by a Yankee fan. Um, let me preface it so that I don't get slandered ah, by these two. Ah, ah, um, ah. I do not support what the fan did, and I support Verdugo's right to knock him out. So that's that's it. I think players should get the fight if they get something thrown at them. Um, can you say um... – not to rip on Yankees fans, I am a Red Sox fan, and we've had our issues. But God, I've uh, already looked. This is not the first time Yankees fans you've had a dumb incident like this. Come on, Yankees fans, God, just like just grow up. You won twenty. Congrats, you won half your World Series in nineteen twenty. You know, shut up. It's like these people. There, there was. I remember the series last last month too. They're ripping on Reds. They're kids. They were Red Sox fans. They were kids, and some Yankees fan was. Just cussing at them and stuff. It's a baseball game. Yankees suck this year. Get over it. The Red Sox are better. The Red Sox have been the better team the last 10 years. Get over it. Another thing is, this is not the first thing this week I've read about. I On this call to pen.com, this person said, or Jason Veritek said that some Yankees fans spit at his daughter. Then there's another one saying, Yankees fans running on the field the other, like last night. Like, what's... Yankee Stadium, like, it's just a zoo, uh, I guess. I mean, it's not just Yankees fans. Like, there's fans for every team. But since we were talking about the Yankees anyway, like, obviously, their results are going to come up. But you know, it, it, it's just unacceptable, right? Like, yeah. we can't have this happening in baseball. Something needs to be done to prevent this. Um, as, like, a player – like, in a player's perspective, like, this can really mess you up. Like, if you get hit with a – like a beer or something. I mean, you could get smoked in the head and have to be out with a concussion. Like there's just a bunch of things that could go wrong. If you just let fans do a ball at Verdugo. It's a baseball. Like a baseball, like that could kill you if you throw it hard enough. Yeah. Like it's just, I don't know, man. I'm not happy with it. I think it paints Yankee fans in a bad light. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't like being painted in a bad light. I feel like I'm a good Yankee fan. And there's and there's a lot but... of Boston fans that have been painted in bad light too. Like, and I, and I totally that's why you understand it. It's definitely frustrating. I will just say Yankees fans. I mean, I don't know if you remember this in '04 when the Red Sox Yankees played in the ACLS. It was Game Six, one of the most scummy plays I've ever seen in sports history. A Rod slapped the ball out of uh, Bronson Arroyo's hand, and then. Yankee fans it, it clearly slapped the ball out of the hand. Clearly slapped the ball out of the hand because it was like 4-2. And then G- Jeter was like on first. So Jeter came around. It was 4-3. It was like the eighth inning. So the the Red Sox, you know, the Yankees maybe come back in the game. Maybe the Yankees win that win that series and the Red Sox don't end their Bambino curse. But back to what I was saying, A-Rod, Francona goes out there, talks to the managers. The managers are like, yeah, he slapped the ball out of the hand. Like, why do, why do we just accept that? So they, they take the call back. They make A Rod. A Rod was out. You know what I'm talking about, Johnny. Mm-hmm. Jeter yeah. went back to first. You have fans throwing bottles on the field, like, like, what, like it is just like another example. Like, what are you doing, Yankees fans? Like, just I've been 17 years ago, but to, I still understand. He he slapped the ball out of Arroyo's hand, and it happened. It was the most scummy play I've ever seen. I'm just saying, it's just I've seen a lot of Yankee Stadium crap, and it's a great ballpark, and I'm. I'm a Red Sox fan. It's just Yankees, Yankees fans. I don't know. Get how they have this rap, guys. For yeah. me, actually. Well, what about what about when um I think it was a Red Sox fan threw the baseball back at uh, Stanton and hit him. Yeah, I mean that happened too. Yeah, I don't know. Like that was pretty. Oh, you don't remember that? <laughs> I do remember that. No, I, I, it reminded me. I didn't even know about. That. I do remember that now. That was bad too. <laughs> But that I was about to say, you, that's, that's a scumbag like, move. Like, good job. Like, Stop, like, Stop saying racist. If, if you are saying racist slurs or throwing balls on the field, don't do that stuff. It's, it's just like, well, it ruins I, the game. Let me get your thoughts on this. I'm going to kind of go into a spiel real quick. But so I was sitting here thinking about it, like when it happened. And we've talked about it several times on these episodes where fans are doing stuff that's causing either harm or danger to players. What are the chances that this is directly tied to the pandemic and the fact that there is a year without fans and now we're just too riled up, too wanting to get going? Almost like when you get back to campus, Elliot, and that first party, you know you're going to go hard, right? So that first game back for a lot of fans, you know you're drinking all day. You're going crazy, well, cheering. That's so how I was at the, part of it. at the Bruins game. I was like that. I was at the Islanders Bruins game. Yeah. I was going crazy, having a great time. It was rowdy. You were screaming. It, but that's the thing. Are these people? It's like people are in a culture shock being back at these games. They're going so mm-hmm. crazy. A lot of them are probably hammered or drinking. And then you're throwing the ball, and then they just don't know what they're doing. You can't even take a call on your actions. Yeah, I feel you know? like that's what's causing the issues. Yeah, I, I think people forgot kind of how to act by being away from people so long. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They feel the energy spike in them when they're around a bunch of other people that are cheering for the same team as them. Um, and, you know, the adrenaline just starts pumping. And if you've been drinking too – uh, you just forget how to act and you act up. Yeah, I mean, there's going to get to be a point where, like, an athlete's actually going to get hurt from this, right? Yeah. And there's going to be a consideration, are we going to just have to put up 
glass? Are we going to have to just make no fans allowed again? Like there's a lot of issues that can come with the fans acting the way they have been lately. And it's not just baseball. Kyrie got hit. Um, The Bruins game that you were telling us about, that was insane. Like it's in every sport right now. And it's definitely going to become a major issue if they don't solve this issue. Can I I splatter a weird uh, quote from good old Rajon Rondo? I was reading this. Um, It says here, Rajon Rondo to Chris Paul in 2009, 12 years ago said, I've got a ring, and you're never going to win one. And then it's like, maybe Rondo is right. I was like, that that's – did Roger Rondo actually say that? That's crazy. I mean, I remember they got into a fist fight. but There you go. Maybe Roger Rondo is – hey, Roger Rondo he's, has – He's still in the ear, man. He's still yapping at him. He's yapping, Rondo. <laughs> Rondo's up 2-0. It's all yeah. I'm saying. Chris Paul maybe. Never a ring now. I don't think the Suns will make it back. I, I think they need to develop a little bit more. The only problem is there's going to be a small window between where Chris Paul is still able to play at this level and the Suns players being completely in their prime. But, Johnny, the thing is, is I'm saying maybe the Suns – the Suns also – the reason why the Suns lost that series is because they're also still really young. Mm-hmm. That's another hint. That, yeah. that, other than Chris Paul, that team is like babies. They're young. They're like in their early 20s, most of them. So maybe that's another reason why they lost. Like just the, yeah. the the Bucks had some vets, you know, like Giannis, Middleton, and Holiday are all vets. Holiday I mean, is a vet. Same goes with Atlanta, though. Atlanta had a bunch of young players. They were good. Yeah, Atlanta played. Atlanta had a lot of Atlanta. Never, Atlanta could be a force to be reckoned with in Eastern Conference. Look out for the Hawks, too, guys. Yeah, they look. Trey Young is a amazing player. It is. It's scary. Ow! <laughs> ben. Ow, Ben! ben come many, on! How, how many times you're like a child? You're a you child. Get louder every time, every time, time bro. Turn it off. Turn it off. <laughs> yeah, I tried to turn it off. That's why I'm like. Shh. Crap. All right, guys, Ben wants the attention. Guess what? It's time for a Ben's breakdown. <laughs> what do you oh, have no, today, Ben? No. Sorry, that guy. Every time that it's been, it hasn't it. happened. But, it's the perfect um, transition. So, guys, we can this. I think the third biggest topic in sports right now. Well, I think it could be the second behind Verdugo now, but we're baseball people. The Olympics is beginning. It actually, it's already began. Uh, the U.S. women's team lost three nothing to Sweden. That's a really big blow for Team USA. Um, um that's a big, that's a, it's a big blow. Since, Sorry, since it's we're talking blow. about the Olympics, can can we bring up the the beds, the bed situation? <laughs> yeah, yeah, what is can. up with Absolutely. that? Absolutely, good job, El. Yeah, let's bring it up because I, <laughs> I I saw that today, and I'm like, I want to know you got your guys' opinion on everything, but first I gotta say something. You know, first of all, how are they gonna sleep on those? You got Kevin Durant is a millionaire. He's not going to be like, what? You're going to give me a cardboard bed to play to play these great teams, and and I and you're not going to let me have sex? Like, come on! And I bet you, I bet you want that. What? They're not going to find somewhere else to do it. The shower, just standing up. These guys, these got the Olympic weightlifters. What? They can't lift up this small woman. It's not that hard to find another place. Give these guys. You know, a bed they could sleep on and be comfortable in. 
I don't know. I think it's funny that they have anti-sex beds for the Olympics as if we can't just have sex standing up. You know, that's too much, right? So <laughs> I don't know what we're thinking here, but clearly there's not much thought behind it. <laughs> like, um, um, I, um, what was I going to say? So the thing is with the Olympics is I think it's going to be interesting, guys. I mean, like I said, Team USA losing today was a big deal, actually, because that U.S. women's team is always favored to win. Um, softball, softball started. I did. I saw the U.S. beat Italy, mm-hmm. but um, no fans at the games. I'm, I don't think it'll be that weird, but it's gonna be good. Friday night, guys, tune in. If you have your NBC full stream, I'll be watching. I know I'll be watching every event I can. You know, or trying to watch a lot of the events. I'm really excited to watch. Uh, swimming, especially swimming, is always gonna be great to watch. I want to see. I mean, no Michael Phelps, but actually, Michael Phelps is working up in the um, and Ledecky, I'm excited. Kayla Decky, yeah, she'll be back. Uh, yeah. Is Franklin back too or no? She back? No. Uh, I'm back. not sure. Simone Biles forced to be reckoned with in the gymnasts in the gym. From Simone Biles, can is Team USA going to win the gold? I don't know. I don't know because they look kind of iffy in these exhibition games. I hope. That's. I hope they do. That would be nice. Um, but yeah, Olympics is coming up <laughs> this week. Tune in. Um, going to some college football stuff now. A lot of college stuff today. We got Bryce Young, um, one of the highest recruits in the country. QB. You know, obviously, you got Alabama going after him already. Um, they offered him one million dollars, guys. Like here we go. This is money crap. Here comes the endorsement crap. And here we go with Alabama. Mike Elliott did warn us about this. Here comes Alabama and their freaking bribery. Here we go. So hey, I mean, it's, yeah, but I, I think the, the dumbest point that's been made so far is that, like, not everyone's making the same amount. That's what's been brought up a lot, and it's something that just kind of confuses me because you look at the yeah, pro level. Yeah. Well, yeah, you look at the pro level, no pro is making the exact same amount of money. Not a single one. So why, like, why does it matter just for endorsements for college what each athlete makes like if you're good yeah you deserve to make a million dollars if you want if you're bryce young like a five-star recruit it makes sense i don't understand why it's that big of an issue yeah i get it could affect recruiting overall but imagine you're a five-star recruit and you go to a school that's not as big or like not as popular as alabama well you're the face of that team and the endorsements in the long run are going to be way higher than a player on Alabama who has to share these endorsement deals across the board with the entire team. So I I think that over time, it'll balance out a lot more, but right now it just looks a lot more lopsided because these are the only numbers we have. Right. So that's just eventually eventually, like you'll come down to them putting restrictions on everything. So in order to get, like, let's say, endorsements from three different companies, you have to put up, as a quarterback, over 200 yards uh, a game in the You think first. it's going to be incentive-based? Yeah. So you make this much. Um, you do this well in your position, your respective position, in your respective sport, and you, uh, your ability to be market, marketed – grows not so, a bad idea like you look good on paper so we'll pay you all this money and then they 
they like shit the bed and they can't, they don't perform, then they won't, they still make that money. That's not going to be, it's not going to yeah. go. Then you're going to have, like you said, a bunch of people saying, well, I play well, but I'm at this smaller school. Why don't I get the money? Yeah. True. I just don't feel like any sponsorship or like whatever these athletes are going to be doing. I, I don't think they're going to go game to game. Like it's going to be a season long sponsorship. Like companies yeah. don't want to just invest for a single game most of the time, unless it's like a team wide investment. So I, I feel like it, I think it's just a little more skewed because we only know what Bryce Young is making. Like, we don't know what everyone else is making right yeah. now. That's the problem. So, yeah, that's that's all I really have for that, honestly. Um, yeah, so that that's a very big deal. Um, we got Texas and Oklahoma maybe going to the SEC. Um, maybe like yeah. – what, what's a – I like it. I yeah. like this. I like Texas. I don't know that I like Oklahoma as much. I think Texas would be cool to have. Oklahoma is going to be a force, a force to be reckoned with. But 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 Johnny, yeah, Oklahoma and the SEC. Let's see how good they are because like they have such direct like, like they always dominate the Big Twelve. Like time for another mm-hmm. the SEC. Well, yeah, but Oklahoma there, is like it's not South or East. Like Texas but, at uh, least it, South. It, it, but listen, listen, listen. Mizzou's there. Texas is pretty West. Too. True. Come on, like just like Mizzou's already there. Like, can we? That's just... true, but also like overstacking a conference is just gonna kill it for every other team. Like, it's not gonna what, be. What, are we gonna make Alabama worse? No. What I mean, like, is if you bring in all, like, let's say Texas is back and Oklahoma's doing their thing. So now you have what six or seven SEC teams that could realistically make the playoffs well they all have to face each other so now you're just eliminating yourselves essentially yeah but do if you you're texas and you play oklahoma now and alabama next, and florida i think like, my next thing is like let's go into this 12 team playoff thing because because i already got i think from go. dabo sweeney then not because this is one of my other topics dabo sweeney in the clumps Dabo sweeney already spoke out and said he's against it the players are against it. Guess what, Dabo Sweeney? F you, because Clemson always makes it to the freaking playoffs in a weak conference. And who doesn't want a 12-team playoffs? Because I do. Let's yeah, get some yeah. team in there, man. I'm still sick and tired of watching freaking Clemson versus Alabama. No one wants to watch it anymore. Yeah, Goodbye. I was, hoping I, you bring that up. I was hoping you bring this topic up because yeah, I, I of course I was on yesterday. It, yeah, it, I think it, 12 may be a lot. I think an eight to 10 20, team playoff. Dude, if they could, like you eight, know what? Ma- get rid of the dude. They could literally do this. The national championship goes into mid January. Instead of doing it, doing these stupid bowl games, at least for the higher conferences, let's get a tw- 12 to 24 team playoff, man. Like that would be awesome. Just like, like an NCAA tournament every weekend, every weekend, That's too much. Every Saturday, no, it's not. You're still playing like if you're if you're an elite team, you're playing 18, 19 games like the NFL players are. I guess they're and now they're getting paid. Tell me that would not be a bad idea. I think 24 teams is way too many teams to have in a playoff. That's exaggerating. But if you get 12, 12 to 16, 
You oh, this, yeah, I agree. That would be oh, a good setup. 16? Hint, hint. I like the 16. Because you have 16, then then maybe that's like because you have that's the round you have the round of 16 one weekend. You have the quarters, the semis, and the championship. That's great. We could do oh. 16, have the top two teams go back and forth with who's in each playoff bracket. You could split it down the middle. Each bracket plays, and then the two bracket winners face each other. Boom. Easy work. It brings in a little interactive section, kind of like the yep. all-star selection. Like, that's that would be interesting to watch. No, I, I'm done with this for – hey, listen, it, it, went for, it was nice having the four team for a couple – for about – it was it been six years now because it was – we didn't even have the playoffs. But I want more than just the semis and the chain. I want – I don't want a round of 16. I want a quarterfinals at least. We want to see, I want to see more teams go in. Like it's right. time, man. Like there's so many teams that yeah. got snubbed from the playoffs that maybe could have won. Like even Georgia, uh, AM, like some of these other teams that I would want to see in the playoffs Florida. haven't been able to get in. What's that? Florida. Florida. I, yeah. I mean, you got all these teams that could have made the playoffs. Florida, well, the Florida, I mean, Florida's been good. Kyle Trask is good. He was good. He would have been in it had it been a 12-team playoff. <laughs> yeah, no, he would have been uh, – who else would have been in it? Like, even even these, some of these Big Ten teams, like Northwestern could have yeah. made it this year. Like, that would have been kind of cool. Like, come this, on. It needs to get bumped up to at least eight. Eight's yeah. the minimum, I feel, that could be a good playoff. Six is All too right. little still because you, you have two first-round buys – but there's not it's enough extra steps. matchups it's to like baby steps, but it's nothing. Yeah. yeah nothing big. Eight um, to 16. That's going to be your key. I like that. Yeah. Um, and then, so guys, Tom Brady, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I actually didn't even know this stat Tom, or this, this fact Tom Brady hasn't been into the white house since Oh five, which that was the Patriots third Super Bowl. So that was Brady's third Super Bowl, And that was 16 years ago. So Tom Brady hasn't been in the white house since George W. Bush was president. Um, I find that a little. I, I find that fascinating. He also cracked a joke with Biden about the election, which I thought was kind of funny. You I heard thought it was like, funny too. He's like, I don't know if you care who you voted for, but he's like, forty percent of the whatever doesn't doesn't think it's over. Who doesn't but, believe uh, you're a president or something? Yeah, he like made a joke about it, and Biden laughed. But no, I mean that's crazy. Tom Brady hasn't been in the White House since '05 because I saw it was it was Donovan Smith um, story. Uh, and it was like, we back, baby. And I was like, Tom Brady. And I was like, wait, he's been here like every year, right? But I forgot he really didn't go. He didn't go in the 2010s because of Trump half the time. And, and I, I wouldn't want to go seven times. <laughs> that's yeah. that's kind of a lot. I feel yeah, like it's, once it's, or twice is, is like cool. And then after that, time, yeah. yeah, just go to meet each president. <laughs> yeah, like just go once for the guy. Bush? And then, <laughs> wait, did he win with Obama? He went, he went with, did he go to that one though? He didn't go to the he didn't uh, go to the Obama. No, nah, he didn't. That's right, bro. He didn't go to that oh. one. Wait. No, yeah. Obama was president. Yeah, he didn't. 2000, he, what, seven or eight? Tom Brady is one. Guys, also fun fact Tom Brady has won with every president uh, since 43. He's won with four different presidents. Every president, like Bush, he won three. Obama, he won one. Trump, he won. He won. He won. He won two with Trump and and uh, one with Biden. That's actually That's insane. That's nuts. So he's he's also won with four different presidents. That's how long he's been playing, and he also won a national championship when as a backup when Bill Clinton was president. That's another interesting fact. Like I just thought that's kind of cool because Tom Brady when he's at Michigan, 
even when he got drafted, Bill, Bill Clinton was the president when Tom Brady got drafted. That, if yeah. anyone, any of you uh, people that were born in 2000, we're all 20, you're 21 now, pretty much. Man, that makes me feel, that makes even make me feel old. Bill Clinton was the damn president when Tom Brady got drafted. That's just a crazy stat. That is nuts. But four different presidents. But um, but the biggest thing tonight, going into it, Johnny, I want to talk a little hockey with you. Expansion draft. I'm looking up right now on NHL.com. Let's ride, baby. Let's get cracking. I'm, I'm Let's at go. Some, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at some possible goaltenders for the crack, and you got maybe even a Carey Price. Uh, so yeah. I was researching that today and I'm going to talk on it real quick. Uh, it does not look like Carey Price is going to end up going to Seattle. They do have another goalie already, but I wish they had taken Price. You saw the Knights he take Flurry. Flurry was 33 when he went with the Knights. You see how he's doing now. Carey Price is 33. Yeah, he has hip issues. He's also an incredible goalie and played extremely well until the finals. And then, like, I just – I don't see why we wouldn't get Carey Price. As a novice hockey fan, I feel like it's a logical decision to take the best goalie. Yeah, so. oh, absolutely. And um, the, 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 the Kraken, here are some players that um, – like Frank Vertrano from Florida, that's a good pick for them. This is like the mock, the mock draft. Uh, I saw a little Josh Bailey from the Islanders. That'd be a great acquisition for the. I like Josh Bailey a lot. Yanni Gord is someone I'm, I'm a big fan of. I like some of these guys. Brandon Tana from Pittsburgh is very good. Ryan Johansson, he played for the Bruins for half a year. Uh, he was a great rental player. So I mean the the uh, the uh, Kraken, you know, just like the Golden Knights had their luck. This could be big for you guys. I mean, you guys could get some key guys. You could be competing for a cup next year. It's hockey, not basketball or football. Yeah. What I'm looking at is like a sneaky carry price pick would be cool. Uh, who we're going to take well, about, on the lightning? How about this, Johnny? How about you? Like that's – like I'm telling yeah. you, you, you – No, if you take – the lightning, I take either Alex Kalorn or Yanni Gord. I like Alex. Yanni Gord is really good, and you guys would like him. Like well, and um, it's going to be based on a lot of the free agency signings and stuff like that too. So it also says uh, you guys are going to take Connor Clifton from the Bruins. I'm fine with that. Take if you want to take Connor. Yeah. I like Connor Clifton, but he's not like anything special. Yeah, I, I mean like, we I like we made a couple big signings today. Uh, I'm really excited about it. Got a couple good defensemen. Uh, it's going to be pieced together slowly, but I think the biggest key is whoever we're going to end up trying to snag from the Lightning. And whether or not we get Carey Price, that's the that's the end goal for tonight. But it's not looking good for Price, which sucks. They didn't I mean, I'm, sure, I'm sure Carey Price is fine being in Seattle or being in uh, in Montreal, low key. Oh no, I'm sure. But like, I would rather him be in Seattle. Uh, could you imagine me in a Carey Price jersey next yeah. podcast? Like, that'd be nuts. Been on the Canadians his whole career. And then all of a sudden, they're saying, yeah, we don't want Seattle's to. a great little city for him. Yeah, it'd be great in Montreal. He has been in Montreal his whole career. Um, yeah, I mean, that's really it, guys. I hope that I wish you the best for the Kraken, Johnny. Yeah, I, I appreciate you guys it. Take man. Someone not Thank you. The Bruins. Just don't take anyone special watch away from party my tonight. Oh. It's gonna be so sick. So excited. Kraken release, release the Kraken. Here they come. Elliot, we have yeah, six new fans tonight, of the Kraken baby. in Kai Fi now. Wow, six new fans. I also like uh, I'm really excited. ESPN is picking it up this year. Like ESPN's picking up um like 
you know what I mean? It's picking up. It's just so NHL cool, this year. man. I love yeah. it. All right, boys and Hockey's everyone listening. Making- let's wrap this up so that I am not late to the biggest hockey night of my life. So thank you guys for watching. Any last comments from you guys? Oh, no, I'm good, but release the Kraken, baby, tonight. That's all. It's my quote. Let's get cracking. We'll Kraken. see you next episode with an incredible Kraken draft. See ya. Yes, sir. Yeah. Thank you for watching this week's episode of the Sport Mind Avenue podcast. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on our page. And stay tuned for more of our podcasts and exclusive content in the future.